Shut up. <laughs> you gonna say a quote? Ah! <laughs> that peak. Whoa, you're so powerful. You cut off for me. Welcome <gasps> to what? Toronto Defiant. We're in Toronto. We're live in Toronto. We? It's cold. It's cold. I can hear drill in the distance. Drill? Yeah, 104. I drill. Think yeah, drill, you know? Drill? Yeah, you know, like the genre of music, drill. Drill rap. No, never heard of that. No, like, never heard like, of that. Kind of like grime almost. Like oh, this. but it's a Toronto thing. But is it like, well, is it for mi think, do miners sing it? It's, it's pretty, it's pretty, um... Diggy diggy hole. No, oh, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. It's pretty, it's, it's popular in Toronto, but yeah, I don't know. What I've noticed is so many influences that are in like North London, the exact same influences in Toronto. Mm. And I think oh, it, maybe it cool. comes from like, um, like the, I don't know. I don't know where it comes from. Okay. Interesting, well, though. cool. But yeah, a lot of a lot of parallels between between that and Toronto. But anyway, welcome to the Toronto. Drake Defiant is preview. from Toronto. Huh? Mm. Drake is from Toronto, I think. He is. Yeah, there's Drake, as you can see. <laughs> um, well, there he is. Real life photo of him. Who do you think yeah. from the Toronto Defiant is most into Toronto culture? I was going uh, to say because I actually uh, watched an interview with KDG and really? uh, he uh, he recognized cool. uh, Toronto. And said that it was a fun city to go to because he watched Toronto Raptors in the NBA. And oh. he knew that uh, the environment was nice in Canada and he liked Toronto because he said <laughs> that uh, the air quality wasn't too great in Korea. And he said, I looked forward to going to Toronto because it was like better air, nice nature. Oh. And uh, he liked Not the Toronto bad. Raptors. Lovely. So there you go. There okay. You go. KDG. Awesome. Sick. Did, um, did the, who did the Toronto Raptors have last year, Bren? Didn't they do really well? Of them. Dude, Matt would be crucifying us right now. If Didn't he they won't. have... Uh... Were they the they team that had Kawhi Leonard? Yeah, Kawhi, wasn't it yeah. Kawhi Leonard? I don't know. Yeah. I genuinely don't know. Yeah. They were good. I really they want were in to the show... finals two years ago. They were champions two years ago. And yeah, then they, they had like an off year. I remember when they, they won. Last year. Wasn't there some weird Instagram stream or something? There was something weird nah, that popped off in I... like the gaming space based on it. I swear there was. Oh, really? Or something. What? Anyway, well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't Let's matter. get into the team preview. <laughs> Uh, Carl, you know, we, we've, heard, we've heard whispers on the wind of you guys wanting us to review and go over to Toronto Defiant. And this is a team that, again, has gone in... Uh, they had a direction they were going in initially, and they took a 90-degree turn. And they have gone, since then, in that one direction in terms of the, the building of this roster. And it felt like, early on, do you remember the rumors that we had? Oh. That they were building a Western super team. The rumors. That was the rumors. They abounded. Um, and they kept on logics and obviously they brought back beast and this, that was like the kind of direction they were going. And we were like, we had questions, question marks in our heads, appearing above our heads, question marks everywhere. And we were wondering how are they going to be able to do this when they're competing with so many other teams? Yeah. Well, it turns out they realized, ah, it's a bit of a fool's errand. Yeah. Fuck it. And they took, <laughs> they took a bit of a pivot off of the back of it. And I think a very good job doing so because look at the team that they have built now, just looking at face value here. There is some real potential locked away in this roster. It's being led by someone who is highly regarded in the Overwatch scene, which is KDG, in terms of his impact on the overall scene. I've only heard good things from him. And it gives me a lot of hope, honestly, for the Toronto Defiant moving forward as a roster. And this has typically been a team that's never really seen success at all. Uh, it, you know, if I'm thinking back, COVID has eliminated my brain sense of time, but it was last year, right? When they had 
people. <laughs> people. Sure. But when they had like, to specify yeah, sure anybody else, like, like yeah. how many years? Sure for agility's grieved. Two. That was one. That was last year. Yep. Okay. Yep. Come on, yeah. Grandpa, you can do it. And they had numb locked. And the, and then the, it felt like a bit of a streamer team. Is mate, that fair to say? The, the Toronto Defiant. If you want to go through the history of them, they have just. They have floundered at every opportunity to create a fan base, I feel. Like, in the first year, they had a full Korean team that they came into the league with yep. that underperformed despite the fact they had some decent pieces on that roster. Uh, you know, Yakpung back in the league now at this point. Ivy has been fantastic on other teams as well. Um, they did nothing. They were... They flew completely under the radar, yep. and they tried to pivot mid-season by picking up popular players like mm -hmm. Gods, and I think Mangachu was on this roster, yep. and um, they had Sharik as well, and that just never Sharik. went anywhere. Whoa. I mean, that was just... That agilities. Yeah, I mean, it was just nonsense. Crazy team. Yeah, and then, well, then they picked up agilities yeah, for this year, right? I think. Was it this year? Yeah, I think they picked up agilities at the end of 2019 uh, he... to oh, join yeah, the sorry. 2020 season. Sorry, I mean, yeah. I mean last yes, year. Yes, it was. And so yeah. they pivoted fully into uh -huh. being like a, we are representing Canada team. We're going to pick up some of the most popular players in the league. Kariv, Agility, sure for going to keep Mangachu yeah. on. Like all of that kind of stuff. And then they just weren't that great. Yeah, they, and, they, they just kind of, they wallowed in mediocrity for yeah. the longest time. And now we're faced with a new scenario here where it seems like early on when they were building, like we said, the context of this was that they were building a Western super team. They pivoted away from that pretty quickly, realizing that the, the amount of top-level, really elite-level Western players, pretty limited. And instead, they put KDG in charge of building out the rest of this team off of any other available players and pieces that they could, um, they could really get their hands on. And I think they've done a pretty reasonable job, all things considered. And... They're placed in this environment, if you compare them to a lot of other teams, who have done something very similar. But the one takeaway for me is that it is KDG who is kind of building this firsthand. Uh, and he has had a lot of experience in contenders. He's presumably, I haven't looked up the actual histories of a lot of these players, but KDG has worked with a ton of different players in yeah. Korean contenders. Uh, like, a ton. Um, yeah, he, I'm not actually sure how many of these he's worked with. I don't know whether he's worked with like some I, of the yeah. the other ones, but not particularly but I mean, sure. there's a big, there's a pretty decent core of uh, Philadelphia players that have come over with him sure. from the fusion um, oh. with Sado and Hisu. Yeah, we we just did, uh, we just recorded the New York Excelsior preview, and I feel like one of the things that we stressed when we were talking about the New York Excelsior was a kind of. The New York Excelsior's approach, which is picking up a lot of DPS players and not really having much flexibility for the tank line and support line, and that was their kind of approach, it's almost like the opposite for Toronto. Despite the fact that they do have three players in each role, the reality is I can't see too many scenarios where Logics and Beast get playtime over the core of this team, mm. uh, of the core Korean roster or that's, that's present here, because you're kind of creating obstacles where there wouldn't be some otherwise. You know, yeah, in yeah. terms of the communication structure within the team. So when I'm looking at this roster, I guess I'll start with that then. Do we anticipate Logics and Beasts to get much play time? Do we, what, what kind of impact do we expect from them I, in this roster being placed? I think Logics has the opportunity to play a little bit. Um, I think that Nice and Hisu, for all the credit and praise we give them i think that logics probably has a better tracer and 
maybe even long range hit scan comparing to Hisu when it comes to a lot of those heroes. So I think that KGG, when he looks at the damage players at his disposal, I do think that Nice will probably have to play most of that time if they need a flex player because of obvious reasons. But I think that Logix definitely complements Hisu in a way that I think is pretty nice to have in a DPS uh position so i think that while I, i'm not quite sure about beast because sado will probably take the brunt of that time for obvious reasons sado is really good we all stand sado in this uh podcast yeah yep. but sado Logix, i definitely think St sado stonks for sure might be time to sell soon to be honest but Lo <laughs> logics definitely i think has room because of how he excels at tracer and other hitscan heroes to get some playtime here I would go even further than that and just say it's actually necessary that Logix plays when you look at the the, the, the way that this yeah they overlap yeah. yeah when you look at this roster if you just field Naist and Hisu full time and you want a full Korean roster and you don't actually put the work into integrating the like language um and, and make this a mixed team then you're gonna really struggle with just you're Hisu gonna feel and so Naist. isolated. Like, what do you do if you want to play Sombra Tracer, for example? You, you're going to be trying to field Naist on the, the Tracer? Okay, that's just leaving talent on the table, to be honest. And then what if it's like, uh, uh, you want Hisu, or maybe you want some kind of like double hitscan approach as well. Again, Logix is going to be the guy that comes in to play that alongside Hisu. You're going to have metas where Logix is required to play for this team. And so... The later they put that off, the worse it's going to be. So I think the healthiest thing for Toronto is actually dive deep into this, integrate them really early on in the team. I know that Logix was playing some early, or, or was intended to play some early scrims with the other guys once they, um, once they all got ready to, to play scrims. And I'm talking like end of last year, I did an interview piece for the Overwatch League with, with Logix. And we were talking about that, and he said, yeah, once they get to the team house, we're going to be playing, and we'll, we'll, we'll see how I integrate with the team. So th clearly there was a plan at that point, and I think that you need to get in on the ground floor with that kind of stuff. KDG's worked with mixed rosters before. He should be comfortable doing that kind of stuff. It's necessary. You've got to play Logics at some point here. You can't just rely on Nast and Hisu. Yeah, I do. the one that I had down was all... One of the few, I think maybe Logics when they start playing a little bit of Widow, a little bit more Widow, if that ever comes around. I can imagine they're still gonna people are still gonna be trying to play Rush, but I for Beast, I don't see him playing really no. uh, at all. I look at the tank line, I'm like, where does he fit? Sorry. What about like, Ball? What? what do you guys think about like the idea of having him just specialize as Ball? Have we seen him on Ball ever? Why do, why is there a voice in my head that says that he actually has played some ball i don't, I don't know think i have. feel like i've seen him play ball a little bit but i could be misremembering it's just yeah. a theoretical benefit for this team yeah. uh, i'm not basing yeah. that off like beast has a sick ball or anything like that i think he's actually been playing a ton of it in ranked but then again okay. everyone well, was everybody. for a while a so, of, yeah um uh, also but, it's the you go when you know your off tank's really bad yeah, yeah. I think that I think that with Sado though, you're comfortable on every one of his heroes, other Absolutely. than the ball. Like I'm not having. I can't say that I've really seen Sado play a lot of ball. Yeah. Um. And I I don't know whether it's at the same level. And if they wanted to have Beast occupy that niche, it could be something they could try. 
And the best thing about the the ball comps as well, generally speaking, is that they require a little less coordination between tank pairs because the ball just kind of rolls around and does its own thing. And then, you know, you're you're coming in and pile driving, trying to combo that way. But it's it's a less, I think, comms intensive than it would be with um, Ryan's Zaya, Double Shield, etc. Although you look at some of these players anyway, Hisu, Sado, um, they have been on Team Blastro. They have been on teams that have been half and half. Mm-hmm. Um, so half Korean and then half uh, an English-speaking uh, talent as well. So... I think that there is there is maybe potential. I would definitely say that Ball would be the the go to for Beast if they do um, integrate him a fair bit. Where we when if we'll see Ball again potentially. Yeah, I did look up. He did play some Ball for American Tornado in Contenders. Uh, oh, okay. That short period he was on American Tornado there, so he did play some Ball actually. That's what okay. I remember from. He, yeah, uh, when I look at this team, I see that they are covering their bases pretty effectively though. Especially with this support line, because Aztec, from what I've seen of him, the guy has had moments where he just looks like an absolute beast. Um, Lastro, we know, is quite good. And uh, Anson J, I don't know enough of. I'll, I'll be the first one to admit. I don't know enough about Anson J to, to comment. But assuming they're fil- uh, fulfilling the main support role in the typical way that kind of dynamic happens in the back line, which is like typically you have a main support player who is playing their role and it's up to the flex support player who's really going to be starting to make like be a bit of a playmaker it's typically how the invite the, the dynamic works um there's some cases where that's not you know that's not happening like uh, with shanghai dragons but in this case i feel like it's pretty safe to assume that anson jay is probably going to be playing that that sort of supportive role can you guys agree with me here i don't know Am I, chatting um, out my I can add a little bit to the supports if you want. Like uh, with Aztec, it was funny if you kind of look him up, watch a few of his games. It, 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 <laughs> you just even look at his Liquipedia. That, I mean, that's sometimes what you need to do. Like, look at how many teams he's been on. It's like a billion, like actually insane amounts of teams. Then inactive for some rosters too. You're looking at uh, the Boston Academy roster um, uprising. I mean, look at it. It feels like he hasn't really found too much of a home over the past few years. And if you look at the um, the dates on those two, I mean, they're not long at all. O2 Blast, yeah. what? February to May. And then he's on Griffin. Then he's on Phase 2. Then he's on World, Star Fe- um, uh, World Game Star Phoenix. And then he's on Uprise Academy. Then inactive. Then on alone. Then he's like, blah, blah, blah. he's like literally cool. everywhere. He's had good records, of course. You can see the first place wins but, and whatnot. Yeah. contenders, but... Aztec, Aztec's a little bit of a question mark for me because maybe he needs this like stability as a player. Um, looking at An- uh, Anson J, I would say coming from Element Mystic, another player which has a very short history of teams as with a lot of Element Mystic players. They're very, very good at scouting talent. We see sure, a lot yeah. of them in the the league already, and they're all, they're all extremely good. I would put a lot of trust in just the Element Mystics coaching staff and their ability and their scouting as well to say yeah. that Anton Jay, yeah, probably pretty cracked, even though there's not a lot of kind of uh, video evidence, not Let's, as much as some other players. I, yeah, I, th- th- my, my, my primary argument with the support line when I'm looking at this, though, is, is mainly looking to flex DPS or the flex support players because I think they've covered their bases pretty pretty nicely when it comes to if there's a double flex support meta that we've seen in the past this is a team that's going to be covered for it it has happened some teams weren't ready for it and they were kind of they were kind of butchered off the back of it but this team is going to be covered in a lot of these scenarios as well the tank line itself as well uh i'm still a little bit iffy in terms of what i want to think about michelle 
Um, I think maybe Michelle has just been a product of the environment that he's played in, in Seoul typically, where it's been, I cannot think of a more inconsistent, volatile team. So I'm hoping that with KDG here, with Sado alongside him, who has had a ton of experience, uh, we were kind of going to be seeing the best out of Michelle being brought forwards. And that's... I, I'm pretty sound in mind when I think about the, the support line and the tank line. And my issues are going to be coming up again from this DPS line in terms of, are they going to be integrating logics? Is there going to be problems with them having overlapping hero pools if they don't interact, if they don't inject logics into this team with Hisu and Nice playing? Uh, it's... That's going to be where the crux of it comes from because last year we saw teams having issues with this during hero pools. Some teams just fell out of the meta completely because they couldn't they couldn't play what was necessary. They couldn't play what was needed. The heroes that those that those players did play or that their players did play ended up getting banned randomly, um, and they they fell on hard times. That's a foreseeable issue for Toronto. But overall, I see a lot of promise with this team um, and. It's what, you, what it comes down to what you were saying earlier, Josh, when it comes to the integration of the, the Western players and the Korean players. How well are they going to be able to do that? Will Logic see playtime in this team? That's, that's going to be a big question mark, I think, for me moving forward. Yeah, I, I have a lot of questions about this team, though. I think that it isn't... There's a lot of people that have Toronto in their like upper, upper tier of North America. And then there's other people that just don't even mention them whatsoever. They kind of forget that they exist because they have a lot of unknown talent. Um, and I say a lot of unknown talent. They really don't have that many rookie players, but I think they've just slipped under the radar for whatever reason. I have so many questions about this team. Does Logix actually have what it takes to perform at a top, top level? Or is he just somebody that stands out on worse level teams? I think that's a, a really important a question to be answered this season for Logix. This is a season where he really has to step up. Even when he was playing on like, I think all the way back to the beginning of Logix's career when he played on, um, well, Who maybe not the very beginning because he's been playing for ages, but right before the Overwatch League began and he was playing for uh, Misfits and he was playing the the Tracer role there. I, they weren't called, were they called Misfits at the time? I can't remember yeah. what they were called. The Yeah, the full Swedish team anyway. Uh, anyway, but then they also had He's not Swedish, but they had a mixed team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, they weren't full Swedish. They had Zuppe on as well, Finnish. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, they, the team that lost to Giganti in the finals, and the Johnny. he had been just pounding the entire time coming into the, uh, coming into the finals and then didn't perform when he got to the, the big match at the end. And throughout his career as well, he's looked like a standout star player, but always on poorer performing teams. And... The, the way in which he plays, he gets a lot of value out of individualistic heroes. And I want to see more from him. Like, I want to see that actual integration into, into a team. Uh, this is his best opportunity ever to really prove himself at, at the top level. He's been hampered by his teams in the past. Can he step up? I also have other questions about Neist for a pretty similar reason. Like, this guy has been a... A notable player in contenders for so long now. I mean, like years he's been in contenders yeah. because he was underage. And, and at the beginning portion, uh, like back when he was 16 or 17 or something, he looked like a boss. Like he was just rinsing teams all over the place. He he was, you know, one of the caliber players, almost like Glister, where you, you looked at him in contenders and he was farming. And he has just 
slowly ebbed out of the top level where he's no longer notable as much in that elite level rookie status coming into the league. So I don't, I don't know what's I don't know what the reason for that is, but I think this is another opportunity for him to really prove himself. He has been noted as an elite level rookie years ago, like at least one year ago before anyone was talk like since anybody's been crazy to talking about him. And he's only 18. <laughs> he's born in 2003. Yeah. But but he's like he he's oh the same God. he's not the same style as somebody like who are you? Yeah. But it feels like the same kind of thing where he was so hyped up when he was young. And then he you think had, it might be like a, well, like a who are you situation, like a flower situation. Yeah. Where I mean, maybe not Look in at terms the teams of. He's been on, bro. Yeah, it's it's more to do with like, has he actually, did did he did he peak and maybe get demotivated by the fact that Overwatch League had locked him out of the system? You know, mm-hmm. like if you're really young, I could see that when you're you're absolute, you're dominating contenders, and you feel like you should be going up to the next level, and you see all yeah. of these other wave of players who are worse than you, you know they're worse than you, and they're going into the league. That I imagine can be demotivating for a young player. And it reminds me a little. If bit he gets of the hunger back, free. I think he could be good. It sugar reminds free, me a little yeah. bit of Sugar Free because he one of the youngest players in like contenders over the last couple of years. And it was always kind of a, it was always a little bit of a, like, a, I don't want to say like a joke, but you look at it and you're like, when's he going to be eligible? It's yeah, going to be yeah. like, you know, 2056 before he's eligible. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like it, it, it yeah. feels like, and it, I would say it actually feels that amount of time for, especially yeah. for someone like him. And he's, he's a beast. Like he's crazy, but but that's it the thing, though. I think so that's the crucial thing. Before he where... could join, that it's like, like you said, Josh, I think you lose almost that motivation a little bit. And you're like, oh, bro, I've been on top of contenders for so long, bro. I want to get in the league. And then you can't. Like, yeah. that must feel awful. Sorry, Johnny, what are you, you going to say? Well, wasn't Sugar Free, like, because Sugar Free quit, right? If I remember correctly, he quit. He's retired but, now. Yeah. yeah, he's retired. Yeah. But he was still, like, good at that time. Which is crazy. He was like, yes. he super popped up the entirety of his time, time in yeah. contenders. Yeah. Whereas yeah, exactly. Nace feels like he's dipped a bit. Slow down. Yeah. Like he's sure. stagnated. And now people are like, oh, he's a May player. Where it's like, yeah. it's, it's like, my, crazy my point because... was more like he's in the same situation because of his age, like locked in yeah. contenders for that long. Yeah. It, it, it's just, it's just crazy though, because I agree with Sideshow. This team is just, it, to me, on paper, it looks promising. And I want to be one of those people that like rank Toronto highly in the North American division. Or um, I don't know how they brand it, whatever. But like, yeah. I want to rate them highly in the North American division. But I have so many frustrations with the team. And like I echo some of Sideshow's sentiment. But it's like, I don't think that Nice can be your only flex player on this team. And like, yeah, maybe you'd be like, oh, well, Hisu can flex a little bit. But it's like, it's not quite the same. Like, you needed sort of like an Ivy to Hisu. And I don't think Nice can really fill that on his own. Mitchell, I think he's solid. I liked him on Soul Dynasty. But it's like, he, are we sure that he brings like the entire kit that's required to be like a good team in the Overwatch League? Unproven there. I actually feel the best about the support line almost because like here's some talent coming into the league that can actually be quite stable for you and look good. But it's like I, I'm think back to that guy who uh, I'm not quite sure what his role was for the Toronto Defiant, but when they let go some of the the uh, the team from last year, one of the upper management people tweeted out and was like, "We need to win now, you know, and we want to be like a top team 
I, I can't recall his name, and I apologize for that. Uh, but they, they set these high expectations on themselves to win next year. And I just feel like this roster is kind of incomplete. Like, there's some things missing that I don't think they're doing the experiment justice. Like, I'm all on board for, like, teams rebuilding and, you know, doing it the right way and trying to figure things out. And, yeah, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. I'll give you a couple of years to figure it out. But I feel like this team honestly needs, like, another player or two to really make it justifiable and make it worthwhile. Because you have so many questions with this rebuild going into this year that are probably going to be, like left unanswered going into next year and then you haven't really done the rebuild justice and you haven't gotten the answers that you need to go into next year and do like an even better version like to go uh, version 2.0 it's almost like a bit like the houston outlaws where it's like hey you have some stuff yeah like you're rebuilding you're trying to be better but like you're not doing the project justice and so you're going to next year and you don't really know what you're fixing and there's still so much to things to figure out that you don't have a good sense of what the problem is and how you're going to solve it in the first place where i feel like if toronto defiant if they just added like two more players to fill some holes here um i think it would be way easier for them to identify what will go wrong this season so they can be even better come next season i, I feel like i'm not making a ton of sense but no, I, I, I there are I some frustrations here i agree with you completely but i am much more optimistic at the uh, for this team i think than than you are when it comes I to... am a KDG stan, I will say that. So <laughs> Yeah, I I'm a trust. big fan of KDG as well. So here's why I'm really optimistic about it, and I'll, I'll try and be as succinct as possible. But I think that this tank line, I think, Michelle, you're going to get the best brought out of him now playing alongside Sato. We know Sato's consistent. We know he's good. They've got good coaches, at least I, from what I've been told. They've got good coaches. I've got faith in KDG. I've heard good things about KDG. I'm hoping that with him as the head coach, this team is going to be placed into a very good direction. The support line, I think that they've just tooled this out for any sort of contingency, which I'm a big fan of. They're aware that they might have, you know, come across like a double flex support meta or something that requires some weird overlaps. So they've got Aztec and Lastro. Aztec, I've seen fantastic things from when I've been watching his VODs. Lastro, I think, has been quite underrated almost when yeah, it comes he's to been, the flex, yeah, extremely uh, flex yeah. support. Yeah. I think Lastro might um, be better than Aztec as well, by yeah, the way. I, People I, are more I mean, excited about Aztec. Yeah, it could be. Uh, and uh, Anson J. Uh, again, I've already admitted I'm ignorant to, to this guy's real kind of like caliber of where he can play at, but you guys seem to th be quite high on him as well. I think this is the, probably the strongest part of this entire team is the support line. The issues where we come up is what you were saying, Johnny, with the, with the DPS, I think, because it's, it's too lacking. If they don't end up going with a mixed roster approach, they're going to have too many holes in their DPS line, and it's going to cause issues. It's going to cause obstacles 100% over the course of the season uh, because... There's just there's gonna be there's gonna come a composition and I don't think Hisu and, and Nice are gonna be able to cut the cut the mustard with it you know uh, if this team like you said Johnny had like two more players but specifically if they had two more DPS players uh, I would feel a little a lot better honestly with the prospects of this team and I'd be placing them really highly but with all that being said I still expect that this is gonna be one of the better performing retooled rosters coming into North America that's my that's my gut feeling with this roster when I take a look at it I see potential with with a high likelihood of it being met based off of who's leading this team a lot of the veteran pieces that are coming together the fact that you know a lot of the things that i do have questions about i think were a product of the previous environment the previous teams they're a part of i've got high hopes for this team it's not very volatile but the ceiling isn't that high you think that's, so that's what i think about it yeah i think that this well how, how would they increase the ceiling i think the 
the ceiling being increased is a product of okay maybe the dps like being augmented but also if you if you the way i think about teams is that when you have a team like this that has a very solid backline where you have a lot of firepower coming out from your flex supports and you also have um a, a decent proven tank line as well mm -hmm. that is very good at being able to empower the rest of their team and but you have slightly weaker and supportive dps it's it's all about the team coordination like that is what it comes down to is playing really well positionally and making the correct decisions and being a smart team that's so hard to know when none of these guys have played together apart from sado and hisu it's hard with all the teams though isn't it but i think you can get a better understanding if you have a good idea of like what the core is um there's not, there's not that many teams from what I can think of off the top of my head, with a core of players, though. That's have a that pre-existing I mean, synergy, There's though. a ton in APAC, though, that have kept a cause and just added talent. Yeah. There's still the elite teams in, in NA, yeah. if we're talking about, like... Um, Shock. If we're talking about Shock, if we're talking about the Dallas Fuel as well, mm -hmm. if you want to throw Fuel, them in the, yeah. in the debate. But even when we talk about um, teams like Washington Justice, for example, they have enough firepower that they don't have to be the absolute smartest team in the world because they already have that other aspect of their game. This team doesn't have that other aspect of their game. They have to be mega smart, mega coordinated, I think, to get the to, to reach like the, the true ceiling of this team. That's hard to know whether that's going to be achieved. And it comes down a lot to whether you have faith in KDG and, and how smart you think the players are. Um, they're they're going to be presumably coming in English, which some of these guys haven't done before. They have uh, possibly a rookie backline if you think that Aztec is going to get played over Lastro. I, the, there's still challenges here to be able to get the most out of Toronto. I, I don't see um, them being an elite team in NA. So, uh, well, okay, excluding Logics and Beast, although I don't say Beast will get playtime, he's too nice. Lastro and Sado have come to English before. So I'd say a fair bit of the roster. Oh right, yeah. So it's actually, actually, yeah, yeah, it's just Michelle in the back line. Michelle, um, yeah, the back line. It'll be yeah, yeah Anson J okay. and uh, Aztec. So I so guess that's not as much of that, an issue. Yeah, I, I think that's one of the probably one of the least issues with this team currently. Yeah. What What do you I, think? Okay, go on. No, no, no. I, I just uh, the way that I opened it by saying that they have low volatility. I don't think they're going to be the team that shits the bed this season. So by virtue of that, they're going to be decent in the standings but i think it's going to be, be right. quite challenging for kdg to get a philadelphia level performance out of this team oh if yeah you want to make the direct oh, comparison 100%. to like i think i think some teams are kind of thinking along that line though and i think toronto are thinking along that line too is we hired the coach from philly we hired the main tank from philly we hired a dps from philly we should yeah. be aiming to be something like philly from last year I think you're quite a long way off that, and I think that that's going to be really hard to achieve even the same tier of performance for next year. What, what, what do you think here, Joel? Because <laughs> you said that you think the, uh, the language barriers will probably be the lowest priority problem that this team would face. Yeah, I think I'd agree on the DPS point. Maybe if you added an extra DPS, I'd feel a lot more comfortable with um, the non-overlapping hero pools, but looking at what... Is currently being played. May's still pretty strong. Nice plays May. 
pretty nice. They have a nice little double sniper um, pocket too. They can also do a little uh, little bit of the ash as well. I think there maybe will be holes, although no idea what the meta will solidify. We, I, I don't know. I'm just going off of what I've spoken to, uh, what I've spoken with the players and some of the teams that played in um, Steel Series thing too. I've spoken to people like Fusions. I speak to some X obviously quite regularly as well about that kind of stuff. So it's depending on what actually ends up getting played more or less more often than not i mean that will that will cement toronto in my head and i'll be able to kind of place them where they kind of need to be yeah. on the other hand though from what a lot of the players have said it's a lot about what your team is comfortable with currently um more than just like and what depending on what the map is as well rather than like oh it's it's not like a goats thing where you only play goats it's not like a a double sniper thing where you basically only play double sniper it's there there is a lot of flexibility there to to craft your own identity which is going to be a lot of which is going to be a big benefit i think to a lot of teams especially ones that have retooled as well as much as toronto define has and as much as like myxl which is which earlier has as well one of the one of the things that you've been saying here, Josh, um, is that you, you, it seems like a safe rebuild. Is that what you've been saying? Yeah, I think it's pretty safe. Yeah. You think it's pretty safe in terms of the performance, especially with he's. I think there. that's exactly what you want. Honestly, coming if you if you're performing in North America, looking yeah. at the environment they're in and they're, who they're up against, so many of these teams have gone for way more risky adventures. Yes, they have. And yeah, yeah. if safety might be one of the most important factors you can have. Just yeah. to have that consistently. There's less games in a season. Games matter much more individually. It's not like the previous days of old when there were 40 games in a season and you could get away with just throwing a week. You can't get away with that anymore. There's like, what, 16 games? That's what a team plays. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you can't really get away with that anymore. I think the consistency aspect is probably going to be one of the main selling points of this roster for me. And I think that's the basis of what I'm working off when I'm, when I'm so optimistic about it. I'm looking at the rest of yeah. the... The, 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 I guess the West is what you'd call it, that kind of division yeah. of teams. And yeah, it's risky ventures from a lot of the teams that are going to be punching at the same level as them. Yeah, uh, I think this, this Toronto Defiant have gone with a pretty reasonable approach to the building of their roster. But I also want to contrast them to another team that has gone for a low-risk venture, the Atlanta Reign. Mm -hmm. They've kept a very low-risk team. They've just One added, difference. Yeah, they've just added a shit ton of firepower. Mm, well, I, I was going to say that comparable, but the difference for me of why I'm optimistic is because of KDG. And that's where the, that's to me, is the big thing. Whether you believe in Atlanta or Toronto more this season is not necessarily because... Um, there's there's like a guaranteed one that's going to perform better than the other. It's whether you believe in a fuck ton of player firepower for, mm -hmm. on Atlanta when it comes to their DPS, or whether you believe in the coaching and smart play. Coaching that structure. You're trying to get from Toronto Defiant. It's the bingo card game, by the way. I think it's easier to get value <laughs> from Atlanta Rain because they've just picked up players that they know are going to pound in the server. But the... The long-term success of a team like Toronto, if they really hone that down, and if KDG can prove that he's an elite-level talent and get these guys all on the same page and working really well together, they could end up paying off a bit more. Yeah. I mean, you guys say that this is pretty safe. I don't know if I feel the same way, honestly. Really? I sure. think that... I think you look at some of, some of these individuals, and yeah, they have, like, merit, and, like, they have some level of achievements. But I think... 
our opinion or perspective of some of these players are a product of their prior systems and their prior teams. So when you look at the likes of Sado and Hisu, I think that their performances were a result of also coming from teams that had a good system. I think you look at Mitchell, who comes from the Seoul dynasty, like he had a pretty solid role in that team and I think a bit of a mission, right? Um, so I think a lot of these players are actually just like, they, they, they come from a background in teams where they had a... a, a, a they had a defined role and they executed that role well. And so I think that's our opinion of them. It's just like how they performed in that specific role. Now we come into a fresh rebuild with Toronto Defiant. And I think, like you guys actually mentioned, KDG is probably more important than we give him credit for or how much pressure we put on him. Because like he needs to build this new system now in a yeah. rebuild with players coming from all kinds of different teams. You have uh, two players in your support line coming from contenders even, and you need to build up this foundation and this system and this play style for these players to come together and really perform on the same page. Whereas I think like a lot of these players, they actually come from different systems where they perform different roles and now they need to come together as one single team. I think that's easier said than done. And I think it's going to be uh, immense pressure on KDG to actually build something with this team and make sure that they're good to go for the season. Because no matter how much practice uh, time they've had, like all these guys got signed in November. So, you know, that's quite a while away. That's like four months ago. But it takes a long time to build up that chemistry. And uh, I, I think it's on KDG to really... Uh, make sure that come regular season this team knows like what they bring to the table what their identity is what their strengths weaknesses what their play style is what they uh, excel in what metas they you know play which players etc like i think it's a lot on kdg to figure that stuff out before the regular season starts and that's how this team performs but if they struggle with identifying that and figure the, that stuff out um, i don't think you can put too much in the players themselves to uh change mid-season or you know yeah bring individual performances to the table and be a difference maker is it lesser time yep i'm gonna give you mine right away go on then c they're a c tier team they're stable they're c. gonna be c if kdg c. works some magic with them they'll move up the table but until i see magic i do not expect magic they're a c you'll see what i'm gross <laughs> thank you Joe as well Thank you, yeah. main tank, Jaws. No, I'll say go, C. Go on, go on and, go on and Jaws. C. C? I think C, yeah. Wait, I what forgot there's S. Let's say C+. Plus. I'll say C+. Plus. Uh, nah, I put oh. NYXL at C+. Plus. Oh, These boys fuck. belong oh, okay. at C I, for me. I'm, I'm looking at B. For this team. B, yeah, oh, yeah, B for this fair. team. I think that's fair. I mean, you got Sardo, Hisu, you, you got Lustro. Look at the environment like, they're placed in. Consistency above of, yeah. all else. Yeah. I'm anticipating yeah. this team. They're not going to be punching yeah, with teams sure. like the Shock, Gladiators, Dallas, Washington, those type of teams, I think. Right. If they punch into those, into that sphere, join SpaceX, you know? Start getting, you, you're starting to start, sell, start selling satellites and putting them in orbit. Going to the moon. Because you are going to the moon. <laughs> uh, at that Congratulations. But, you ranked them. You played yourself. But... <laughs> I did rank them. Yeah, I mean, but, but I didn't tell you where I placed those teams in my... That was, that was only for NA as well. I didn't do it. Oh, in the bottom then. So I'm not... I didn't play myself. It was, it's what still ambiguous. Oh, okay. Genius. I think... Yeah, I think... 
I'm only doing this for NA, by the way. I know we said we we're doing it for both, but my letter system now is right. Well, it seems to change every single it's time. So it does change. change. Yeah, I, I go with B. I think veteran presence, good leadership in the form of KDG. I think they haven't taken too many risks with this. I love how they've built out their support line. The only minor issue I've got is their DPS, but I think the consistency is the thing that's going to make them climb the standings this year. Yeah. I'm looking forward to them. I yeah. think it's Toronto. Right. Super for consistent. No, no, a B, a B for bloody beautiful. <laughs> I, I, I could, okay. I could get on board with your C plus just purely based on consistency. I, well, it's interesting doing NYXL and then going into Toronto because I don't know, I don't, I don't know which team is going to end up being the better team. I think they could be pretty similar, but now that I think about it, Toronto should just be ranked higher because they have better, they have more teams to farm during the season. It's not even yeah, about sure. more teams to farm. I think it is. They have, if you look at their accolades, they have more going for them, I feel. Genuinely, I do. Kind of. I do. I do. You're I going off their Xbox gamer score. Yeah. I mean, I, come yeah, on, I'm bro. looking at their achievement score. They, they oh. played, you know, they played Avatar the last day. They got the 10,000 oh, Xbox gamer Oh, they got easy points. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty high up what, on this team. Kurt, are you able to pull up their next four games, their first four games? Mm, yeah, that's a good way. Because that is, now that we actually have the schedule... We should be able yeah. to see, like, okay, if Toronto Defiant are a consistent team, consistency... Oh, mate. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's I a mean, great beginning. I think that's a, a good, good start. That gets now, you morale at the beginning of the year, three, doesn't it? That's going to be really hard. Week, th week three, I think, is going to be really hard, honestly. Yeah, I mean, good fucking luck with that one. Yeah, I mean, you're going up yeah. against London, which already have the, the, the pre-built synergy, and you're going up against the Washington Justice, which is, uh, they've essentially just, they've, they've, put, they've put in the cheat codes in Age of Empires 2. They've got a thousand gold, yeah. they've got a thousand wood. They're building <laughs> fucking Cobra <laughs> cars, quick. you know? Like, they're, they're, that's, what, that's what I look at when I see the Washington Justice. But thank you for Titans and Atlanta Rain. I think those are winnable games. Atlanta Rain is yeah. an interesting one, man. I I think that is a real clash of styles. I think the I think they will be rivals throughout this season, and I think for very different and they approach their team building in very different yeah, ways, extremely different ways. Uh, it's it's KDG versus <laughs> KSP. I guess oh. it's like it's such a different. Uh, Different approach. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that they have winnable games here against Atlanta and London, but I'm not sure I would... I don't know who I would put as favorites in both of those games. Would I put Toronto as I'd favorites put... in them both? Don't you don't mathematically know. essentially need to go 3-1 to qualify for the, uh, the top five in NA? I don't know. What is math? Know. There's 12 teams in Numbers... NA, no? And you, you need top five, don't you? Do you not? Uh, you need top six. Okay. Well. Well, oh, my God. Yeah, but... Like... How how dumb am I? How would you make a bracket of five teams? I'm so <laughs> dumb. No, genuine, oh my genuinely, Lord. I did that Top the six. other day, Johnny, when I was looking at the um, I was looking at a double limb bracket for for a Valorant tournament. Yeah, and I thought there were five teams in the upper bracket and lower bracket games. <laughs> I don't know where I got five Wait. teams from. I like counted it wrong or something. I don't know. It Brackets do Why kind does of it go say on Wikipedia that the top three are green and the it doesn't matter. We're, we're, I'm closing out the show. <laughs> Listen, well, you got our ratings. I'm the optimistic Owen yeah. of the group. Thanks for watching. Follow our Twitter as well, Platchat Podcast mm. down there. You can follow it. Kurt, oh. uh, some, Kurt, Kurt uses a cowboy emoji a lot. Yeah. Actually, I nice quite like that. Yeah. It's a nice touch. Adds a bit of What What emoji spice. do you use for Toronto? What's the most Toronto emoji? Devil emoji. With the <laughs> icy. Devil emoji. The devil emoji no, with the icy. Stuck. 
ice oh, in their veins. Yeah, you know, okay. ice in their veins. Yeah, okay. That's what they're going for. Anyway, thank you for watching, everybody. Good night, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.